This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I am here with another episode of On the Level, and I am speaking with Jim Wild. Jim, start up by telling me your name, the name of your home, Blue Lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Uh, my name is Jim Wild. My lodge is Mary McDaniel Lodge Number 56 in Tucson, and I'm a past master, twice past master. And the interesting part of the twice is that I was master in 1972, and then 40 years later in 2012. And do you have any other Masonic titles? No, I'm uh, Scottish Rite, York Rite, and Shrine. You want to call them titles? Anything like maybe DDGM? Uh, well, yeah, DDGM. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm chaplain of. Uh, Tucson Scottish Rite right now. Uh, I'm. Um, How many years have you been a Mason? Southern District Governor of um, Demolay in Arizona right now. Been a Mason for 54 years. I uh, got my degrees in 1963. And don't any of you say that's before I was born. Okay, I won't say that. <laughs> and we are today we are speaking at the Hyatt in Phoenix because we are at the 135th annual Grand Communication the Sheraton, Sheraton. sorry uh, that's really important to our story but anyway um, we're at the 135th annual Grand Communication and can you tell me a little bit about how did you first find out about masonry do you remember when you first heard of Freemasonry when I was in Dean Lay. so young man and my dad was a mason and uh he really wanted i'm i'm one of only 13 children but he wanted all of his he wanted all of his sons to uh be mason uh not all of us did but uh five of us five of us guys did join masonry there was uh nine boys and four girls but out of the nine boys, five of us did join Masonry. So what, you know, oftentimes when a parent wants you to do something, you don't do it, but you did join. What was it that drew you in? What was it that made this appealing to you? Oh, I think it was more uh, belonging to Demolay and having that experience with Demolay and seeing my dad and how interested he was in Masonry. Uh, I guess it was just a progression, really, from Demolay into Masonry. All right, and, and as Cosmo told us, you've got a pretty good story that maybe uh, you want to share with us and we should, uh, we should share with everybody. Well, in 1970, John Wayne joined Mary McDaniel Lodge, and I happened to be the junior warden of Mary McDaniel Lodge at the time he joined. Now, I don't know how many non-Masons would hear this, so I can't go into a lot of detail. Some will hear it, so right, exactly, you need to keep that detail quiet. Um, yeah, because it uh, had to do with the degrees. But um, interesting thing was in 1970, our lodge was very busy with um, degree work. Uh, we normally meet on Monday nights, but uh, we were doing degree work also on Thursday uh, quite often. So this Thursday night in June, I think it was. Uh, I drove up to Lodge, and our junior steward was standing on the front porch and said, uh, well, guess who the candidate is tonight? And I said, I have no idea. I'm only junior warden. Why should I know that information? 
<laughs> and he says, uh, it's John Wayne. And I said, yeah, right. He says, no. He says, go on in there. You'll see. So I walked in. There he was, standing there in the dining room, talking with a bunch of the members of the lodge. So I had an opportunity shortly thereafter to talk with uh, John Wayne one-on-one, -on -one, and I kept calling him Mr. Wayne. And he just looked at me and says, my friends call me Duke. So it was Duke from there on. <laughs> but uh, then in 1972, when I was master of the lodge, Duke was coming over to uh, see a friend of his get his third degree. So I went out to the airport and I picked him up. I'd, he'd sent me an uh, itinerary uh, of when he was going to get in and how and everything. So anyway, I went out to the airport and picked him up, took him over. He always stayed at the Aztec Inn there in Tucson when he came over to visit. And we were up there at the Aztec Inn and just talking, carrying on. He uh, tossed me this three-ring soft binder, three-ring binder. He says, here, Jim, you might want to look at that. He says, that's the next movie I'm going to make. And it happened to be uh, J.D. Cahill, U.S. Marshal. So I was leafing through it, and it was all typed up, nice and neat. But I was, as I was looking through, it was uh, typed in J.C. Cahill, and uh, the C was crossed out, and the D was handwritten above it. And I said, Duke, why is the C written or crossed out and the D written above it? He said, Jim, if I made that movie calling myself J.C., the press would be all over me that I was trying to set myself up as Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he says, I made him change it to a D. But uh, he was very aware of the press and how they treated him, and they didn't treat him very nicely, mostly because of his politics. But uh, he was very aware of how the press would look at whatever it was he did. You so, told me this story a little before. You said that uh, what was the occasion that he was in Arizona when he was going to get that degree? and how did he, he was uh, making a movie out at Old Tucson, and I'm not sure, but I think it was uh, McClintock that he was making at the time. Now, don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. Um, anyway, the master of the lodge and the lodge... Uh, treasurer, who happened to be a potentate of the shrine at, time, at that time, talked to him, and he said, well, John Wayne was a Demolay. He was a member of Demolay over in California, and he said he'd always wanted to join Masonry, but just never gotten around to it. So they uh, went to the Grand Lodge and said, uh, can we uh, initiate him into Mary McDaniel? And... John Wayne was partner in a ranch up uh, Stanfield, Stan, Stan was it, uh, outside of Casa Grande. And the uh, Grand Lodge says, determined that, hey, that was close enough. Yeah, go ahead and uh, he, he can become a member of your lodge. And that's how that came about was uh, because we, uh, I guess because we approached him first. <laughs> we got there. We got there firstest with the mostest, and uh, he was—he didn't want everybody to know, because 
we wouldn't have found a place big enough to hold his degrees. So we kept it quiet. And it wasn't until after he got his third degree that the other lodges in town knew that he joined. And they were not happy with us that uh, he had joined and they didn't know anything about it. <laughs> but it was because he uh, he didn't want everybody to know because the crowd that it would have drawn and he wanted to be more personal. But um, So now Marion McDaniel Lodge is now known as the Duke's Lodge. The Duke's Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> that came about, uh, I think it was uh, Bill Hole who started that. Who was a member of Downtown Lodge now also. And I think it was him, but I, I'm not positive on that either. But uh, Yeah, we got known as Duke's Lodge. And our lodge pin has a uh, likeness of John Wayne on it. That's pretty cool. And um, when he was going to get his third degree, he says, I don't know. He says, you guys are up to something. I don't know what it is. But he says, I hope you don't stick my head in a bucket of water or I'll lose this rug I'm wearing. <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that he wore a toupee. I didn't know that. Yeah, he wore a toupee. A lot of people didn't know that. And he hated the thing, and he he take it off whenever he had a chance. He only wore it when he was in public or uh, making a movie or what have you. But uh, you'd see pictures of him on his boat, and he doesn't have his toupee on. He's got his bald head sticking up there. Oh my there. gosh! So that's that's a pretty cool memory. Can you just just kind of a, a closing thought? <laughs> One of the things we talk a lot about at Masonry is the friendships we have and the men we meet, the brotherhood we build, that bond is very important to us. Are there any brothers other than John Wayne that have really made your, your journey through Masonry worthwhile and memorable that you want to mention that have stood out to you? You know, um, the founding members of Mary McDaniel Lodge are all gone now, but they were uh, probably the greatest influence on me uh, and my journey through masonry, a great bunch of guys. Um, and I guess you'd call them the old school type masons that uh, they uh, believed in what they were doing and believed in what they were teaching and uh, trying to help particularly young guys like me that was coming in I can remember just before I went in for the second section of my third degree, a guy by the name of Red Angle, Oscar Angle was his name, and uh, we were in the preparation room, and he says, he came in, he says, Jim, he says, I want you to know we're all very proud of you, and uh, just just remember that uh, what, what you go through is... Uh, important not only to the lodge but it's important to you and we're proud that you're going to be a part of it that was the kind of teachings that these uh i guess you call them old school type masons uh like to teach that uh, particularly young guys like me young 21 22 year old whatever it was at the time um they were they were good teachers. I can remember guy they called him cowboy, cowboy McCain. 
I can't remember his first name now. But we used to go out. Uh, he lived out in the west part of Tucson. And uh, he lived in a mobile home, but he had another mobile home uh, beside it. We used to go out there and do ritual work, usually on Sunday afternoons. We'd go out to Cowboy's place, and we'd go over to the other trailer where we were alone, and we'd do ritual work. And it was Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Just as an example, I wasn't even, I didn't hold any office. But I knew the work, and I did a lot of the work. And uh, I was going to confer a first degree after being out to Cowboy's place and studying and everything. So I went up there, and I did the first degree conferral. And after the conferral, a couple of the past masters came up to me and says, Jim, what is wrong with you? I said, why did I screw it up that bad? He says, no. He says, you're the only person we've ever known that conferred a degree for the first time and didn't sweat. Didn't sweat? Didn't sweat. I don't know. It just came down. When I was in high school, I couldn't even memorize my own name. But masonry <laughs> masonry just, for some reason, came very easy Click. for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't even hold an office at all uh, before I became junior warden. I had been out of town for a couple of years. I was working up here in Phoenix as an auditor for the state. I got a job back in Tucson, moved back to Tucson in uh, August. And come time for the elections in November, the uh, guy that was going to become master came up to me dinner before uh, the lodge meeting and says, uh, Jim, how would you like to become junior warden? I looked at him and said, what are you talking about? He says, I know you know all the work. He says, not a problem. Our senior deacon says he's not ready. He says, I want to set you in as senior deacon tonight and get you elected junior warden. First office in lodge I ever held was junior warden. And that was in 1970 when Duke got his degrees. Two, one more thing about the Duke's degree. I'm going to make this easy for you because we don't want to reveal any of the secrets of Freemasonry. But you had a, a special place in, in the Duke's heart because something happened in that third degree and he came looking for you afterwards. And what did you tell me? You bolted. <coughs> you left the lodge right after, right? Well, I didn't really leave the lodge. I just left the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, brothers and sisters might be able was, to get the true was, story on that. Yeah, it was... It was uh, uh, joke more than anything else that I left the dining room but uh, yeah he uh, asked a question and I said I'm out of here what would you say as a closing comment what would you say to brothers who uh, are new to in 50 years from now brothers who might be new to masonry or just the curious who are thinking about maybe listening to this and thinking about joining masonry or checking it out what would you say to them go for it it's a uh, a friend of mine many, many years ago said, uh, masonry is a uh, liberal education. And uh, if you really uh, spend some time uh, looking into it and studying it and everything, it is an education. Uh, not the kind of education perhaps that you'd get at the uh, uh, University of Arizona, but uh, it is an education. 
and it's a uh, wonderful education if you really believe in it and really uh, uh, study it and work at it. It's, it is a, a wonderful education. Um, but if a person, if you know of a person who might just possibly be interested, just sit down with them, talk to them, and explain to them what you know about masonry and uh, what it has meant to you and what it's done for you. Um, that's the best way, I think, to uh, uh, get a person to uh, join masonry is if you tell them and if, if you really believe in masonry and uh, believe that it can be of uh, assistance to someone, sit down with them and talk to them about it. And you don't have to reveal any secrets or anything else to um, explain to them what masonry is about. Very simple, very easy. Uh, because all you have to do is just tell them what, what it has meant and what it has done for you. And that's, and that's what we're trying to do in these interviews. So, Jim, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. No problem.